Okay, um, thanks. I'm Rob. Uh, I, I've, I've got alcoholism. I'm an alcoholism. I'm an, <laughs> kind of an expert in alcoholism. And I, I you know, the thing about uh, no hate speech at this meeting, what, what about if I hate me? Um, uh, seriously. <laughs> uh, I'm in Ohio. Uh, it, I, it's really it's fun and exciting to be uh, at, a, at an Ireland meeting. I've never been to Ireland. My friends that have been there all report the same thing. They say, if I ever went there, I would never want to leave. So um, I, I believe that. <clears throat> um, so uh, where I am in, in the United States, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in the middle of the country. I'm not in the dead center, uh, a little more east uh, than west. Uh, Ohio, uh, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, which is Southern Ohio. And uh, in Northern Ohio, in Akron is where AA uh, started with Dr. Bob and um, Bill. And, and because of the proximity to that, probably uh, the place where I got sober in Cincinnati is, at this time, still the oldest continuously running um, AA clubhouse in the world. It's called 405 Oak Street, kind of a rundown mansion in Cincinnati. And uh, that's where I went to get sober. Um, I, I loathed the place at first. Uh, my sobriety date, by the way, is November 15th, 1989. So I've been continuously sober for 32 years not continuously sane, but continuously sober. And uh, I just want to give you a little bit of background to show you how I'm going to, you know, zero in on uh, step two, um, which by the way, I didn't want to do. I wanted to do step five. When I heard this was a step meeting, I thought I could choose my step. And I, lately I've been thinking a lot about how um, just fucking amazingly healing it is it, it was for me and continues to be to be able to tell not everybody not all you guys but at least one person everything that's going on here and that has gone on in my life um um <clears throat> i didn't i didn't start staying sober till till i did a fourth and fifth step um but I had, I had to get through step two to get there. So uh, it's obviously very important. Um, when, I, when I first tried to get sober, I was led to AA uh, by a, a drummer I had played with who I had had to fire from the band because <laughs> he wouldn't show up. You know, we'd, we'd have a gig like, I don't know, 300 miles from the city we were in. And, and he'd say, well, I'm not gonna go with you guys. I'll meet you there. I got, I got a ride and, and then he wouldn't be there. And he was a wonderful musician, but we, we had to give him the boot. And uh, a, a few years after that, he, he started doing really well. And I, I never believed anybody that said he was completely sober because he had lied to me so many times, but sure enough, he was starting to get some good gigs and, and um, got on a world tour with David Bowie which really made me jealous because I, I didn't get out. I've never been on a world tour with David Bowie, 
So his name was Mike, and it really bummed me out. I mean, sometimes I think I got sober just because of shame and 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 jealousy and envy. You know, all the all the wrong reasons, maybe whatever worked. But anyways, he got sober. He never twelve stepped me. I talked to other people around him. They told me what he was doing. He was going to this beat up old mansion in Cincinnati, Ohio, or the, uh, an AA clubhouse. So I went to this dump. I went to my first meeting, um, smoky, yucky, depressing as hell. Some woman thanking God with enormous tear-filled, tear-filled tear uh, gratitude uh, for saving her from the depravity of alcohol, <clears throat> drugs and everything. And they said the Lord's prayer at the end. And I, I just got creeped out. I, I, you know, I've been in a lot of churches. It's fine. I'll, I can, I can do that. Uh, I can behave myself in a church, um, or a church basement as I've learned how to do over the decades. But, um, I did, I didn't like it. So I tried to stay sober on my own and I, I just couldn't, I didn't have anybody to teach me how to get through a day sober. So I went back and I went back for a couple of months. I went to meetings, sometimes two or three meetings a day and drank. But while I was doing that, I was reading the big book. I was going to big book meetings and I certainly saw the steps. Sometimes they'd say, Rob, read the steps at the beginning of the meeting, I would do it. Uh, it didn't really mean a lot to me. I did get the idea that I'd have to be honest somewhere along the line, which I didn't like. I certainly got the idea that I'd have to make amends, which I had no idea or wherewithal to, to do. So I was pretty bummed out about that. And uh, after what I hope is my last debauch, debauch um, the evening of November 14th, going into the 15th, 1989, um, I went back tail be tail betwixt my legs to a, a big book meeting and there was a guy there that was giggling and laughing and just seemed really comfortable in his own skin and he was the opposite of me i i was miserable i wished i was dead but i knew i didn't have the courage to to pull the trigger on that and uh i was just fucking desperate so just you know, that's how I got here. And that guy, whose name is Rick, did a wonderful thing. He gave me his phone number. He said, uh, give me a call. He gave me a little reading assignment <clears throat> out of one of the personal stories in the back of the big book. He told me to call him after I read it. It was like a page and a half. And I read it. I called him and I asked him to be my sponsor. And the next day he came over to my apartment. Uh, that I was sharing with my wife, who's still my wife, miraculously, she's let me live this long. Uh, but she was ready to leave, and she was going to take the dog. She, but when Rick came over, he, he brought a big book. He asked me to get some paper and a pen or pencil. And this guy... Um, just started me going on the steps. 
um, <clears throat> want a bunch of therapy or anything like that. Um, incidentally, I, I figured out after the fact that, so my, my sponsor was Rick, his sponsor was Paul. His sponsor was somebody whose name I forget, but then the next sponsor, so my great, great sponsor was Dr. Bob. It, the lineage went there, you know, if you're a Buddhist, you can maybe dig that. So that's my, that's my sobriety lineage. Um, <clears throat> but anyways, Rick talked to me and, and I, 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 this is true. In five minutes, he had me through the first three steps. He simply said to me, what, what's it like when you drink and use drugs? He knew I used drugs too. And I said, well, I really like it sometimes, but, but it, it's, it's become hellish. And I, and I really, I hate it. Actually, I hate it. I love it and I hate it. And he said, oh, well, so what's it like when you're sober? And I said, that's just it. Every time I'm sober for like 48 hours, it's worse. Everything, I freak out. I can't take it. And he said, oh, that's a perfectly good description of step one. And it was like, a, I don't know, it's like he gave me a little star to put on my forehead or something. It's like, oh, wow, check. And then he said, do you think AA will work for a guy like you? And I said, I I'm not sure it might. I know it worked for for Mike, the drummer. I, I Obviously, it works for you. It's a couple other people who I liked at AA you know out of the 50 I'd met I liked about two I got God knows what they thought of me and my arrogance or whatever it was stupidity fucked up at this um <clears throat> and uh he said well that's that's a good step too and I said what, what about the, the God stuff? And he said, oh, we're not going to talk about that. He said, I'm a, I'm a recovered Catholic. And uh, we're just talking about the program of Alcoholics Anonymous here. Do you think this might work? And I said, well, yeah. And, and he said, well, that's a good step too. And then it was, the next question was, you know, four minutes into our conversation. He said, will you do anything I ask you to do? And uh, at that point, I started wondering what exactly are you going to ask me to do? He read my face and he started laughing. He said, I'm just talking about the program of Alcoholics Anonymous. I'm not talking about sex with your sponsor or writing checks to me or anything like that. And, and, and thus began my journey. <clears throat> because within 10 minutes, he was showing me an outline for my fourth step, which I did. So I'm not going to go there. Let's come back to step two. When Clifford um, <clears throat> told me my job was step two today, um, and I didn't want to do it, um, I, I'm so grateful because it really made it made me realize. And I realized I woke up, the, uh, you know, like a I don't know a week ago, three o'clock in the morning, as I I want to do, and I and I thought about step two, and I. And I realized something, I have never, I've never ever gone to an AA meeting and, and thought they were really talking about some like 
you know, guy in the sky or something like that, that was going to fix me. I always knew that it simply meant what my sponsor told me it meant. Are, are you going to do this? Are you, do you, do you think that this, this program might work? I've always related it to uh, when I was 12 years old and I thought, gee, it looks like it might be fun to be a guitar player. Um, I, nobody in my family played guitar. My sister had one that she didn't play. So I had a guitar I could play. And, you know, it simply became, well, I want to do this thing. So I got to find a guitar teacher, you know? And I did, he was kind of a weirdo. Um, he didn't play guitar the way I wanted to play guitar because my dad had taken me to see Jimi Hendrix. So that's the way I wanted to play guitar. But the guy that taught me was kind of a country Western guitar player. Uh, but he taught me some chords. He taught me some stuff. And then I, and then I just went around <clears throat> to different people. It's the same thing. This is that step two to me with AA. Um, the same thing with, uh, like I, I use Apple computers in my, in my work and, and very early on, I realized this fucker is way beyond my, uh, skill set. I, I don't really, I don't understand binary <laughs> computer stuff. I mean, at the very ground floor of computers, I'm kind of lost just the same way as I'm kind of lost on how a car works. You know, I know how to drive a car but I really can't fix a car here. I could change the oil, uh, that kind of thing, of course, but um, same thing. If I don't know how to, if, if I want to, to use the software and get a job done with my computer and get my, all the, every, all the software talking to each other nicely, what am I gonna do? I, I, I have no problem calling somebody in this case, could be my 25-year-old son. You know, what do I do here, Noah? He tells me. Step two. Step two is just simply, I'm, I, I don't know what's going on here. Who knows? And I call somebody. It's no big, it's no big ego drop or anything for me. Uh, it, it's not, a, you know, an existential issue. All that stuff. It has never been that with, for me with AA either. Uh, and I, I guess, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just very lucky because anytime anybody in AA has ever suggested to me that I do need some kind of supernatural magic help from, you know, the God du jour or whatever, it's never really bugged me. I, I've, I, I just kind of look at it as a metaphor for my reality and wor what works for me. Um, and thus for, for AA, it's, it's, it's really opened a lot of doors. It continues to open, opened, open doors for me. When I'm stuck, I've got somebody to call. One of the most wonderful things about AA and all the relationships I've, I've, I've had, uh, was when I when I when I became a member and, and started doing this stuff and sponsoring other people, I suddenly realized I had higher powers all over the place. Um, 
AA is wonderful. You know, for me, I, you know, I haven't known the last names of a lot of people until they die. And I go to their funerals and I find out, you know, what their name was. Uh, sometimes I don't even know what their careers are. Uh, and yet we've had intimate conversations telling each other things we would never tell a family member or our spouses or our closest friends outside of recovery because that's what you get to do in AA. Um, I realized as, as we built a family, we, we, I've got four, four children, just had uh, last year our first grandchild, which is truly heaven. Um, um, I've, I've, I realized I had a, a group of people around me that, that I'd be cool with leaving my kids with if I had to run an errand, you know, things like that. That's saying a lot for a guy like me, because one of the things that came up in my fourth step is that I had, uh, I was sexually molested when I was very young. And I remember um, that was something I never told anybody till I got sober, age 35. I kept a secret from age four to age 35. You know, that's just one of them. But, uh, you know, I learned that I could, I could trust and uh, have faith and believe in this group of higher powers, teachers. Uh, you know, and it even goes to this day, like, oh God, somebody asked me to chair a Zoom meeting. How the hell do I do this? You know, I, I use all sorts of software. It's like the last thing I wanna learn is another app, you know, but I got, you gotta do that. I mean, and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's a gift in the 21st century. Um, I mean, it's better than, I, I, I prefer living in the entertain, uh, I want to call it the entertainment age, the information age to say the bronze age. Although some cool stuff was going on back then, I'm sure. I know, uh, but I digress. Uh, I think maybe I should not talk a lot more about step two, other than to say it's an it's not like a, it wasn't like something I did once. It's something I do every day. Uh, maybe it requires, not that I would know about this, but maybe it, it requires a, a bit of humility to say, I don't know, can you help me? Um, but it's just so, I mean, it's, it's just so wonderful to just get through that and find out, like, uh, you know, the last few days, I've, I've stayed up late doing a lot of reading. I know a lot more about Ukraine than I, I knew two weeks ago. Um, I've asked people I've, about history, you know, I've gone all the way back to the Sarmatians, a nomadic tribe that, was very interesting. Uh, they uh, they would take the skulls of their vanquished enemies and cut them off just above the eye, you know, eye sockets there. Turn them over, and that's what they they would get drunk drinking their mare fermented mare's milk out of that. They also smoked a lot of pot. Uh, you know, just fun up going back. 
I think I'll go back 2000 years. Um, Marcus Aurelius uh, realized he's for good warrior. So they sent him to your part of the world. I guess what I learned is, you know, maybe you shouldn't fuck with those people. Uh, but, and, and also I come back to uh, the fact that when I'm overwhelmed and I can't sleep because I'm worried about this, because I, I have, con I, I, I do have relationships with people in Eastern Europe. Um, I'm, I'm really worried about all of them. Um, step two, coming to believe in a power greater than myself that can restore me to sanity. Remembering, oh yeah, I gotta take care of myself first or I'm no good for anybody else. I mean, job, family, friends, responding, not responding, all those things. Because I really am not, I'm not naturally gifted with living in an unaltered state. Uh, to me, sobriety, recovery, this network we have is, is an altered state. I think that's why sometimes you hear people at meetings talk about normies or uh, sometimes, you know, earth people don't understand. You know, I've said it. I do say it. Uh, you know, recovery people are, you know, we're, we're, we're in a rarefied, strange uh, universe. And uh, it's wonderful. It's, it's a total gift. Um, it's, I guess it's the gift of that, like I realize I'm smiling now that I, I feel warmth and, and love um, for, for the opportunity to talk today in the midst of a world that is absolutely on fire. And I got kids all, you know, I got kids and my grandchild is in Brooklyn. I've got a daughter in LA. Two other sons are, you know, moving around the country. Um, it, it, it's, uh, well, what can I, I guess I just said it, the world's on fire. I will be on fire in a heartbeat if I don't keep doing this stuff. And um, I have come to believe, and I am living that belief. And I've got 32 years of proof that that belief corresponds uh, with uh, our system of recovery. Um, I know that correlation is not proof, but I seem to see some things lining up here. And, and I'll, uh, I'll just leave it at that. Thank you so much for letting me blab. Love you. <laughs>